Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode... I'm your host, Mike, joined as always by my co-host, Jay. Jay, how you doing, buddy? I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Big shout out to our producer there in the background who's helping you out. Yeah. You did a good job. Yeah. Coming in the clutch. He's a good guy. I knew we hired him for the right reasons. Our producer, the guy that yelled the episode number to you. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, 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 he's he's a clutch. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. So how you been, man? I've been good. How have you been? I'm good. That This wraps up the how was your week section. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Quick and painless. We can ask Steve how he's doing. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing good. Had a good week. Steve's off camera. Yeah. Although the people, the people watching the live stream. There's no live stream. They're on to you. They have no idea. They're on to you. No. Or Steve. Sorry. Anyway, what have you been up to, man? Working. I really haven't been up to much. Uh, Playing some video games, of course. Of course. One I will not talk about until we get to the episode topic of the episode. Yes. The episode topic of the episode. Yeah. Topic of the episode. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't either. I've been drinking heavily. I'm going to be. I, I'm not really. I think I'm going to go grab, grab me something to drink. You are going to grab something to drink, huh? Yeah. I got a soda pop here. So All right. I shouldn't drink it. So what do you, what else? That's it? Nothing? Yeah, not much. Playing All right. Some, just playing some games, kind of hanging out around the house, doing right. some stuff around the house. Yeah. What about you? How you been? Well, I'm good. Are you okay? Who? You. I'm fine. <laughs> no. Anyway, so I do want to start off by mentioning something that I wanted to mention a few weeks ago and kind of got lost in the shuffle because of the thing with stadium events and all that. But I wanted to talk about somebody that um, was a listener of the show that had passed away and his name was Zach Coates or Zachary Coates actually is his name. And uh, him and his father were collecting uh, retro video games together. And Zach was a, uh, he was a good looking kid. He was 17. He passed away. And he was a listener of the show. He enjoyed our podcast. And I was just, it was just really uh, difficult to hear. And it was sad because if you look at him and uh, there's a picture of him posted on uh, the Instagram, it's uh, Zachary's underscore game room. And that's Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-S um, underscore game room. He kind of reminds me of me. He kind of looks like me a little bit in that age. And uh, so anyway, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just a sad, it was a sad story. And uh, I wanted to just mention him because... I think his dad is, you know, his dad's name is Zach as well. Oh. And I believe. And he's a little conflicted about, you know, what to do now because this was something that he and his son did together. And, uh, you know, I reached out to him and said, hey, if you ever want to talk about anything, let me know. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I just, you know, I wanted to mention that he, you know, he had passed and, and I just wanted to make note of it. So it had been, it's been a couple of months and I feel bad that it took me this long to bring it up. So yeah. I don't want to start the show on a somber note, but I did want to at least recognize that that happened. So um, anyway. And he was a fan of the show. Yes. So that's, I mean. Yeah, it was just, it was just sad. You know, like. That does, it sucks. His dad told me that and I had a hard time with that. You know, like it was really, uh, it was rough. So, and he's and not I mean, much, that's nothing compared to what I'm sure he has gone through. But. Oh, for sure. And I mean, he's not much younger than our kids. No, 17. So, so yeah. yeah, it was an auto accident. So, so you and I both have a 20 year old. So yeah. And I have a 17 year old at the house that drives now. And yeah, yeah so it's so all that's, very that's a shame. It really so, is. Hug so. your kids and tell them you love them. Absolutely. Uh, or your cats if you're John. Or your cats. <laughs> and cat and Kasha, you know. Yeah. 
I'll hug her and tell her I love her. I do. I love you too, Jay. Okay. Oh, don't I'm you so have something to say? I love you, Mike. I like I like you too. <laughs> I mean, oh wait, it's on <laughs> anyway, the wrong one. Anyway, all right. So yeah, other than other than that, I don't want to make light of that. Uh, I have been playing with my analog pocket, which I've really been enjoying. I got the dock, which is fantastic. I've oh, been yeah. playing a lot of Pokemon Emerald on it. So that's been a lot of fun uh, going through and beating all the gyms, getting my badges. I'm going to go beat the Elite Four at some point. Uh, right now, I'm just powering up my Curlia, which unfortunately, I found out that, because I'm an idiot, I got a Ralts. Okay, I'm going to talk Pokemon for a minute here. Got a Ralts. You know a little Pokemon now. You got the Pokemon Go going. A little bit. So I got the Ralts, right? The problem with the Ralts is you want the Ralts because Ralts is a fairy type and fairy type Rex dragons and all this stuff. But it's so itchy. Okay. But if you get Ralts, you got to get the female Ralts. Because if you get the male Ralts, it goes from Ralts to Curlia to Gallade. That is not what you want. You want the female because then it goes Ralts to Curlia to Gardevoir. And Car- Gardevoir is the sexy Pokemon that beats ass. <laughs> okay. Like, if there was a Pokemon that Kyle could marry, it would probably be Gardevoir. It probably would. That's not even a joke. So... This discussion's it's not my equally scene. interesting and creepy at the it's same time. It's not my scene, but that's Kyle, man. That's not me. Mm, but yeah, no, it weird. is a fantastic uh, device. I love the pocket. I, the dock is great. I want to buy like two more because I find myself, I have it downstairs on my HDTV, and I've I connected a Switch Pro controller to it, which happened yeah. like that, and everything maps over, and it's just fucking magic. I also got one of those uh, Bluetooth Super Nintendo controllers you could order from Nintendo Online. Yeah. Those things are fucking fantastic, too. Instantly connect. Everything works perfectly. It's awesome. My only issue is I don't want to take it out of the dock downstairs because I want to play it on the TV. So then I go upstairs and I'm like, I don't really want to play it on my, you know, on the pocket because I'm not a big, like, mobile, like, not yeah. mobile, but, like, handheld gamer guy. So I want to dock upstairs, but then I don't want to tear the whole thing apart to bring it upstairs, be able to play it on TV upstairs. So I got to get Why another dock or two. Order another dock. They're $100. Okay. Yeah, I need two more because I need one here as well. <laughs> you see? You see my problem, though? It's not just a $100 problem. It's a $200 problem. Plus, their shipping is, like, asinine. So it's probably a $250 problem, which is why I've done it. I'm probably going to have to do that at some point when they become more prevalent and people want them less because that thing is awesome and you need one. All right. So that's it. Well, good. What do you think? Did you get a a glow-in-the-dark one? No. I think that's... How do I put this? Stupid. Stupid. Yes, that's stupid. I don't understand the idea of... To me... And I could, you know, I always reminisce to when I had the Game Boy under the covers like we all did. Yeah. Or the Playboy or whatever it was. And <laughs> why would I want something that glows in the dark? Yeah, when I'm trying, it's, it's a back, like, I don't even know how to, like, it's, it's going to be dark when I'm playing it like that, I feel like. The whole point of the backlit screen is to be able to play it in the dark. Yeah. But then the whole thing glows and I'm like, I don't need that. I'm good. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And I also don't think it looks very good. Like, I don't like the color of it. Like, this, the novelty is interesting, but in, in uh, the practicality of it is uh, lost to me. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, glow in the dark is the bestest and most rad. Now, it is radical, okay? But sometimes radical is not the most practical. And we're in our 40s and 50s and stuff now, okay? Sometimes you got to wear the sensible shoes because you're going to be Disneyland all day. And you know that. And then the next thing you know, your wife's going to push you and she's going to be like, look. We haven't even been to the castle yet. You haven't gotten a picture of the castle. We've been all over the place. We went on that water ride. You know, we went over to this. We went to this other park. And she's pushing you, man. And then and your feet are hurting. 
and you're you're, you're your ready or not. you're ready to go because you've been wearing these stylish shoes that fucking hurt. You got to go practical sometimes. I'm going to tell you, the glow in the dark, radical but not practical. So fuck it, the glow in the dark rules. I'm still sticking with Doctor. Yeah, I'm sticking Doctor Scholes. I like the black better. Anyway, uh, so what do we? What do you say we get into a little bit of uh, collecting? Is that a yes? No. Look at that. Look at that. It's like a finally strung that together so it's one button. It's like a functioning studio around here, folks. Moving up in the world. All right. So got this crazy roadcaster and you're actually using it. It's like buying a Corvette and driving twenty miles an hour with it. <laughs> I love this thing. It's great. It's awesome. I can't see over anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up at everything. No, uh so I just edited our, for those who've been listening to the podcast as well, I just edited our Golden Axe episode. We're a little bit behind. Yes. One of the things that I realized during that episode is, Jay, you must never go first in the collecting segment. No. Because the entire show was derailed for the entirety of the evening because we kept going, well, this is when you do the thing that you do. and Yeah, because so, we're, we, we have a rhythm of how we do it. And when we did that episode, I went first. Yes. And then everything felt like, like, I'm the one that tells what the show topic is. But that was a giant cluster because it's like, do I tell the show topic or do you? Yeah. And that's like, well, no, I do it. But then we go to, like, the release method and, or the release. And then we go to all the notes. And it's yeah. like everything that we normally do, we're like, do you do it or do I do it? I don't know who does it anymore. So it was just that whole, ah, what's going on? So my thought then is you go first. Okay, that works. <laughs> Actually... It's not going to matter if you go first or not. I'll go first. Okay. I'll tell you why. Why? This is the 56th episode of this show. It is. I believe that this will be the first time ever that I have purchased nothing. I have bought nothing new. And I think I understand why that is. Partially? I can probably fucking guess. Well, there's a couple reasons, but <laughs> <laughs> I did buy that large piece of land, <laughs> you know. Oh, no, that was a video game. No, but it's probably ser- equivalent to a piece of. Yeah, land. it was. No, seriously, that was a uh, it wasn't what you think it was. But I will say instead of talking about collecting, I'll talk about probably why I haven't bought anything. And I've just been in this malaise where. You go and you accomplish something like I did with with stadium events, and then you just wind up going into this weird headspace. It's just weird, man. I don't know how to describe it, where you're just like, it's not that, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's not that nothing else matters, but you're like, whatever, kind of. Like, it's this big thing that I built up for a long time, and then I went and did it, and then I just kind of wanted to, like, give myself some time to, like, enjoy it. And then walk past it and be like, cool, look at that. There it is. But it's just like, I'm not interested in running out and buying up a bunch of stuff at this point. I was selling off some stuff to do it. 
there are things that I got rid of that I would like to replace as part of the process of buying it, but I'm not like, not in any hurry to do it. I just haven't bought anything. Makes sense. So, and to answer your question, Clearvis, no, but I, I will be, I, I have, I have accrued all the necessities to ship your item. And also I have something for Valdor I have to ship. And I have something for EA sports out of uh, the, the collector's quest discord that I have to ship as well. So I will be sending all three of you something this weekend. I have, uh, you know, there's a number of options, FedEx, UPS. I'm familiar with the options. It's not that it's been a, it's been a real process around here. You can do ground. I'm a complicated individual sometimes overnight. So anyway, moral of the story is I bought nothing, literally zero collectible things. I can't think of a single thing that I've purchased that I that would be usually I'm like, oh, I got this magazine or I got this whatever. Yeah. I don't even know. It's nothing. But that probably won't happen two shows in a row. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell we'll you. find out. I, we sure will. So, Jay, what did you pick up recently? I actually got one thing. I bought something that was not for me. Yes. So I did buy something, but again, it was not. I did not but collect it. But it was for me. That's correct. So what was it? You're like my sugar daddy. Buy me a lot of shit. Ah, it's it's not that much. Anyway. No, you um were looking through your I don't want to give away your your secrets, but you were looking through where you buy your super Famicom. Games. I use Baiyi. Okay. Well, as my Japanese proxy for Yahoo auctions in Japan. Yes. And, and I would happily show anybody that I know that wants to understand that process. I was taught by someone in our chat right now and our good friend John. And I would happily enable anybody else that I know to do it. I'm yep. not worried about any type of weird-ass competition or other people understanding the process. It's not that complicated. It's not that scary. Johnny and Tyler did an entire episode about it, I think. Yeah. They talked about doing them. But it's actually a pretty cool thing. And if you're paying attention, sometimes you can snag a deal. Could have and I instead of that creepy sex game thing they did. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I think the word you're looking for here is anyway. Yeah. Anyway. No. So <laughs> got me off guard with that one. But no, I was able to score a nice little deal on a, a game that I know you is near dear to your heart and that you yes. wanted. So I snagged it. What was that game, Jay? I got first quiz of the night. What game did Super I buy? Super Metroid for the Super Famicom. That is correct. Did you bring it with you? I didn't. I should have. I wish I would have thought about it because it's in. Re- it's really nice. Box looks great. It's got the bag still in it. It's got the tray. It's got all the. It's got the manual in it. Everything. It looks beautiful. And I forgot it at home. It's actually sitting on my shelf right next to Ken Griffey Junior. Baseball. In the immortal words of the cab driver from Coming to America. You dumb fuck! All right. What does he say? What does Eddie Murphy say after he says that? I get in the back of the car. First, he just smiles at him. Yeah. He goes. And then they get in the back of the car. He's sitting in the back with Arsenio Hall, semi. Yes. Right? And he goes. I just watched that a couple days ago. He's just sitting there and he goes. What does dumb fuck mean? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. So, yes, I got it. Very cool. Yes. I like it. It's it looks nice. good, man. It looks nice. And it's your favorite game of all time. And it I is. saw it and I was like, you know what? Let me throw, I threw a bid in at the last second thinking if nobody's looking and they weren't. Nobody so, was looking. They were sleeping. Him. Yes. So anyway. All right. So I'm very happy with it. Yes. Now so I need to give, I don't have a CIB Super Nintendo Super Metroid though. I need to get one. 
I had one. You sure did. Now let go because I did the whole, well, I'm not going to do the Super Nintendo set. No, yeah. it's, no, I'm going to do the Super I Nintendo I even told set. you if there was one to keep, you should have kept that one and you didn't. And, you, and I said, no, you, just, we'll get rid of it. Just get rid it. of it. You gave it to me. Just take it back. Yeah. And I did and I sold it. Yeah. And then. Actually, Kyle kind of gave that to me. Yeah. Well. Well, you grabbed it for me from. I, it was all because of me. Yeah. Well. Ooh. So. Eyes on the prize, buddy. All right. So that's it. Shortest collecting update ever. Yeah, it wasn't anything. But not really. <laughs> I wonder for a new engineer, Steve. Did he get anything? Steve, you got anything, buddy? Anything? Anything at all? No, I got nothing. Okay, I guess he doesn't have anything either. He's not the best sound engineer in the. Um, that's why. Yeah, that's why he's not folks. Okay. <laughs> I like Steve. Jay, what is it that you'd say we're going to talk about here today? Well, what's the topic? I think we're going to need to make a decision. Well, there's a big our decision. topic is going to be our decision. Okay. Our topic today is, and the decision is, do we skate or die for the Nintendo Entertainment System? You know, the more I think about this, this is a very common joke. I like this joke. It's You're funny. leaning to the die, huh? Skate or die. Right <laughs> After this week, maybe. <laughs> Man, a lot of stuff going on. No, if you notice, you're being told, you're not being asked. That's it. It's like you're standing at the end of the plank and the guy hands you, you know, a Birdman deck or whatever the fuck it is. Birdhouse, right? Birdhouse, right? Birdhouse deck? That's yeah. Tony Hawk. Yeah, it's company. Tony Hawk. I don't know. Yeah. I get, yeah, I get a nice uh, Christian Asoy deck with some trucks. Some trucks. I don't know. Uh, Santa Cruz, do they make trucks? I haven't rode skateboards in a long time. My my trucks of choice my, used to be independent. Yeah, independent was good. They yep. were good. Yep, they got the uh, cross with the like a uh, grid. It's Iron Cross. Yeah, the Iron Cross. Yep, yes, and it's got yes. the like checkerboard shit going on. Sure, there. we'll go with. Well, that. why not? Whatever. Who cares? But someone's telling you to skate or die. This is not a question. You you must decide. I feel like you're standing at the end of the plank with a board, and you're just like, well, either gonna grind up that board, right? You're gonna do a drop in to the ocean and die. It's like Mr. Miyagi. Well, at the end of Karate Kid, live or die. Karate Kid Two. Wasn't in Karate Kid Two. No, was in one Kid. is where he sweeps the leg. Remember? No, no, no. He says it. Mr. Miyagi says it. Oh, one. I'm thinking when Daniel says it two, to the Chinese guy, Japanese. Yeah, guy. Daniel says it to the guy when they're fighting on the little. Island That's right. In the yeah, middle. live or die. The drum thing. Die. Where they do the drums. Yeah. Wrong. Honk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We were losing people in droves, and we didn't have that many to begin we with. We only had three. We're still at three. No, that's, it was four for a minute there. We oh. lost 25% of our listenership. Somebody came in and was like, oh, wrong channel. So, Jay, when did this, what platforms, let me start this all over. Jay, what platforms were this, were this what? Hi, folks. What? Jay, what platforms was this game released for? Well, Mike. It was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Which is the version we'll be talking about today. Yes. Also, on the Commodore 64. Yes. The Apple II. Apple II what? GS. Yeah, that's right. The good stuff. The The Apple II good stuff. The Apple II good stuff. Um, DOS, or DOS for the layperson. DOS. Disk Operating System. MS-DOS. Microsoft's Disk Operating System. My guess is it probably ran on version 5.0 or higher, all the way up to 6.22. Slow it down, buddy. Slow it down. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Then we also have the Amstrad and the ZX Spectrum. Wrong. What? The what? The ZX Spectrum. Oh, I said ZX. You fucked up. I'm sorry. You know it. Anyway, 
And interesting, this game, when did it come out? Well, it was released in North America in Q4. So that would be sometime between October. October through December. Correct. Or January 1st. Yeah. That would be the beginning of Q1. That's right. 1989. Yeah. Of the calendar year, not necessarily the fiscal year. I don't know. Yeah, what's their fiscal year? I don't know. know It might end in April. No, you screwed it up. Q4 could be... Why'd you have to put Q4? You should have put 1988. <laughs> I put what it said. So it was released in North America in 1988. I'm Allegedly, sticking with that. Unless it's Q4 of their 1987. <laughs> Go on. I'm done. What about, the, uh, what about Europe and PAL regions? Oh, 1989, about, buddy. And what about Japan? Nope. MIA. No release. Nope. They were not as radical in They don't, in, like, uh, they don't like skateboarding. Japan. They didn't want not to skate then. or die. Not then, but now they win all the X Game Golds. And by they, I mean the Japanese people. <laughs> Do they? Um, actually, there are a number of very proficient Asian skaters that win lots of medals in the X game. Yes, oh. it's true. Right. Technically proficient. All right. You want to give me some gameplay and story, buddy? I thought you'd never ask. Well, you got it. I'm asking. All right. I'm going to try to radicalize this by about 10, 15%. Okay. So let's do this. Let's bring this down. And look okay. At this. There's really no story to the game. You get into the game and you're presented with, what's his name? Rodney? Mm-hmm. Rodney's sitting there. He's got his mohawk, face tattoos. There's shit everywhere. And he's just like talking shit to you, man. You move you move your little mouse around with the arrows and you're like, hey, what are you doing up there? Get out of the corner. Yep. You know, rad, uh, Rodney's a little radical. He wants you to skate or die, man. Rodney Recluse is his name. And he mm-hmm. runs the skate shop. Rodney gives you all kinds of options on what you can go do, right? So there are five different events in this game. You can either practice the events or you can compete in the events. Up to eight people, by the way. You can add eight players and then either play against each other in some events or independently and get points and determine who is the champion in others. But the five events are as follows. The freestyle... And each one of these have their own bylines. Like, they have their own... Uh, what Rodney yeah. says to you. Yeah. Well, he doesn't say it, but I imagine Rodney... say. These yeah. are things that Rodney would say. Yes. I, I tried to write this in the vein of Rodney Recluse. And not Poser Pete, because he wouldn't be this radical. No. Time for an early bonus while your Walkman blasts JFA. Freestyle is... You're in the... Let me pull this up again. Hold on. Got the manual right over here. Where's the J? Okay, so J... Don't look at this screen. Okay. Well, I can't see it from here. Okay. Well, we got to play that again. I need to loop that shit. If you're in the freestyle competition, you basically get 10 passes in what would normally be called a half pipe. Yes. Okay. And your job is to try and conduct, pull off as many tricks as you can to Mm -hmm. increase your score and get the maximum score, right? The tricks that you can do are the kick turn, the rock and roll, the foot plant, the rail slide, the hand plant, an ollie, or an aerial. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Now, if I were to ask you, you've got to drop into a half pipe, right? That's yes, a normal sir. That's normal skater lingo. You yes. drop into a half pipe. Pretty standard stuff. In this game, you ride the platform into what? A, the, a half pipe. The U-zone. The U-zone? It's also known as the pump zone. The U-Zone is your half pipe. 
And Welcome the pump to Collector's zone. Quest, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I shouldn't bash on them. I'm sorry. No, you got to stop. Okay. Then you got the freestyle going there. That's cool. Fun times. Then there's the high jump. Crack the sky and strive for the most air. Basically, this is just an exercise in holding down the turbo button <laughs> we found. Yes. So you're trying to, you're just going back and forth in the pump zone of the U zone. There's a lot of zones apparently in Skitter Dag. Yeah. Anyway, the, you're in the half pipe. And you're trying, you're going up and down in this U, trying to get get as high as you can. There's a there's a measuring stick there, and it'll tell you maximum nine point nine nine feet nine inches is yeah. as far as you can get. So then there's the downhill race. Rush down the course at breakneck speeds. Get the crown, the babe, and the points. Now what it also says here is there's actually no crown or babe. Oh. You just get points. But the downhill race is basically you versus the terrain. You're going straight down. You're riding through some obstacles. Sometimes you jump on a ledge. Sometimes It's all straight down at you. It's all vertical, yes. right? You go into a pipe. And what I've also found is if you know what the fuck you're doing, you just kind of go straight down. You find the path and you stay on it. Yep. And you never have to, because it's kind of, kind of pain in the ass, right? It's kind of pain in the ass. Then there's the downhill jam. It's road rash on a deck, regular or goofy style. Fustigate your foe with flailing fists of fury. This is really kind of like the downhill race, but it's different terrain, and there's somebody else there, whether it's Lester, Pete, Agro, Eddie, all the characters yeah. of the game that you play against. And you're kind of riding through... You're like... It's almost a, like through a neighborhood. Kind of... You're like, you got buildings on you're either side. You're behind buildings, there's, there's chain link and, fences and bottles, yeah. but you're really trying to get to the end before your, yes. your adversary, and you can punch them. Yes, you can. So it's kind of like Road Rash, but not... Road Rash. Road Rash. And then finally, the joust. Joust or be jousted. Try to kill someone at the barbecue. It's like American Gladiators on a skateboard. On a skateboard. Joust is, you're in, basically what I've read in the manual is, you are at Rodney's pool. It's Rodney's barbecue. And there's a heated, some, for some reason it mentions that it's a heated, drained swimming pool. Somebody just happened to bring a giant Q-tip with them, and you, a giant and the advers- another one of your adversaries again could be Bionic Lester. It could just be one of your, you know, eight, seven friends you're playing with. Because I know when I ever I got my seven friends together, we would all play skate or die. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, and you basically are both you both drop into the pool or the whatever the U zone. I don't know. You drop into the pool. One guy's got the the stick. The other guy's trying to avoid the guy with the stick. And then as soon as you get, like, five passes, if you don't get them, the stick goes over to the other guy. Yeah. I believe you can actually steal the stick from the guy, too. I kind of saw remember. that in a speed run. It looked like he did. I was like, wow. Anyway, so mm-hmm. it's just like a battle to the death, and you try to accrue points. Yeah. And you can do all these individually, so when you leave the skate shop, you have to use shitty-ass tank controls <laughs> to mm-hmm. try and go. You have these five different regions you can go to, or six, I guess, because you got the five events or the compete all. Yes. Right? So, and you can choose again, practice or or competition. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mentioned the characters, but again, they're worth noting. Bionic Lester, which is Rodney Recluse's son. Rodney Recluse owns the skate shop. Bionic Lester is the easiest of the three opponents that you'll fight. Okay. Then there's Poser Pete, which I thought was a little progressive for a uh, 1988 skate game to use the word poser. I remember being called that quite a bit at that point. So I knew what it meant. (laughs) At least I thought I knew what it meant. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and then Agro Eddie, who is the best of the three that you would fight in any of these, you know, yeah. five competitions. So, 
that's pretty much the gameplay and story. It's a point accruing game. You're playing against these, either your friends or these programmed, you know, computer enemies. And uh, you got the five events you get to compete in. Pretty exciting. So, Jay, why don't you tell me a little bit about the background and development of this game? And this is really going to work out because you know what? There's only one of in this. What? Someone with a Japanese name. Yes. So you're good. All right, good. All right. So it was uh, developed by EA for the Commodore 64 originally. Um, It was published by Konami for the NES under their Ultra Game subsidiary. Now stop right there. Subsidiary, sorry. Wait, say that again. Say that whole line again. Which one? The whole thing? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if you just wanted the second. No, the whole thing. Okay. It was developed by EA for the Commodore 64. Published by Konami for the NES under their Ultra Games subsidiary. It's pop quiz time. Are you ready? Let's pop it. Now, two things. We're going to talk about why Ultra Games existed, right? Yes. As opposed to Ultra Games and Konami. And then I'm going to ask you about some games that were released under the Ultra Games subsidiary. Ooh. So, do you know why Ultra Games existed? Um, I'm going to go on a limb and guess that they did that for any kind of sports or sports type games. That's an excellent guess. Blanket. I, I like know. the guess, but it is wrong. Oh, okay. The reason that Ultra Games existed is because due to the giant crash of, of the video game market in the U.S., mm-hmm. Konami, or not Konami, Nintendo limited publishers and developers to five games per year that they could put out because oh, they did oh. not want to saturate the market with too many games, right? Mm-hmm. And then create the same kind of problem they had before. Now, this was difficult because prior to, the, prior to this, the NES, they could, they could put out as many games they wanted on the Famicom. Like, there was no problem. Yeah. It didn't matter. So it was, a, it was something put in place by Nintendo to kind of prevent the, um, you know, saturation of the market. So they said, okay, no problem. We'll set up this sham com- company, and it'll be a subsidiary of us, and then they will publish the games. So that is how they got around that. So, yes, they were able well to release played. 10 games per year. Instead of five. That is correct. Now, yes. it's quiz time, part two. I thought that was a quiz. I want you to name. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. There are 17 games released on the NES in North America by Ultra Games. 16 if you remove Skate or Die. Okay? I want you to name... Three of them. Skater Die 2? No. Fuck. <laughs> um, Skater Die 3? <laughs> You're barking up the right tree. Skier Die? Yes. Ah. Skier Die is one of them. There we go. There's There are two that you should really know, honestly. Uh, well, one of them's kind of tricky. So I'm going to... Now, there's a partially correct answer. That's correct. Look. Yes. I want to look. Don't look. Okay. You should know. Oh, Teenage Mutant, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was Ultra Game. That is correct. And I remember that because it said Ultra on the That's label. right. Yes. And? Um, would two be on it? That well? is correct. All right, I got three. There we go. All right. Other games of note, Metal Gear. Ah. That was one. Oh, I was going to say, oh, he put TMNT on there. And that's it. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Jairus, Cubert, Defender of the Crown, Silent Service, Kings of the Beach, Snake's Revenge, <laughs> Mission Impossible, <laughs> Roller Games, Ski or Die, we talked about, Base Wars, Pirates, Nightshade, and Star Trek 25th Anniversary. Ooh. So those were the games that they put out. And yes, every every uh, they allowed them to double their output. So just a fun fact for those listening that maybe didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, we, I honestly never paid attention. Yeah, it's funny because we figured that out at one point. I was like, now it's kind of like common knowledge yeah. in, in the world. But back then it was like, so. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay, so get, moving past the Ultra Games thing. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the background development of this game. So EA was trying to piggyback on the success of the Epic Sports Games. Epics. Yes. Sports games. So you remember those the yeah. California games. California winter. games, summer game, winter. Yep. Yeah. You could play footbag. Footbag. I don't want to play footbag. And never land a dive. So this is also around the same time that Epics decided to sell off their portable console project to Atari, which actually became the Lynx. Now, pop quiz number three. Oh, and what shit. I believe will be the last quiz of the evening. And I'm going to ask this to the audience as well. Okay. What was the internal working name for the Epic's handheld console prior to it being sold off to Atari? No idea. Stumped. Okay. I thought if there was one person who was going to get it, it was going to be him. Yeah. John looked it up. Yeah. The Handy. Yeah, that's right. The Handy. Hard to believe. Waiting for Tyler and Johnny. They couldn't, stop they, it. they couldn't get a grip oh on success. God, stop it. So anyway, true story. Go ahead. I do have to pause. I keep making jokes about Collector's Quest. Love those guys. It's the only reason I'm doing it. Well, we love them. Yes. Just the last They're episode the was very I think we risque. all know what the last episode. It yeah. was beyond risque. It was pretty bad. If you haven't watched it, Pocket or listened to it, watched it. Ironically, Tyler said that something about watching them and they don't do anything on, they don't do any video, but yeah, I don't know. It was fine. Either way. Great show. Love those guys. They talk about us all the time. That's why we have like seven listeners now. It's great. Yeah. Either way. So Epic's programmers left due to the decision and EA wound up hiring some of them on to help develop a series of sports games. Right. So that's after the, the handy. Yes. God. <laughs> Once the handy got passed around. And Atari got their hands on it. The Epics people were, you know, the employees were none too happy. And a lot of people left because yeah. of it. So, yeah. And then good old, good old EA Sports founder, who I don't care for very much. He also created the 3DO. Yeah. That guy went and, like, scooped those guys up. and like, hey, you want to make some uh, sports-style games here for the Genesis or the Nintendo Entertainment System? And, uh Yeah. That was so, it. So they wanted to put together a game like this. and Yeah, so and they skateboarding bring, was the idea and, of Don Traeger. Yeah, so skateboard, the, the actual idea of the game was Don Traeger. And what was yeah. what was Don? Tell me a little bit about Don Traeger. What's interesting about him? Well, he was heavily involved in the look and the feel of the EA Sports brand and helped negotiate and sign early sports licensing deals with the NBA, PGA Tour, and even Michael Jordan. Yeah, he shaped a little bit of the whole, you know, I don't know if he was responsible for it's in the game, 
But the as you started to see those games come out, like the yeah. PGA Tour golf game or the NBA games, they all had a different, they had a very distinct feel to them, how they looked and how they presented, like not only just for the uh, marketing, but also like the box art and all that stuff. So, And just yeah. for our younger listeners out there, that is the Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls lore, not Michael B. Jordan. That guy right there, Duncan, on yes. that VHS tape. Yes, not Michael B. Jordan, the, the great actor. Once former pride of Chicago. Now they got yeah different guy yeah yeah but yeah and then what tell me about a few more games that Don was uh, involved in as a as a producer well he produced games like Bulls versus Blazers yeah the Bulls versus Blazers yep Blazers sorry it's good um I'm gonna butcher this Budokan yeah Budokan uh, the the Martial Spirit. Spirit yep uh the Immortal and most famously. Shaq Fu. The greatest fighting game of all time. It is. So we should yes. do that on a show. No, we shouldn't. No, I don't okay. know. I don't know if we have much time. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty much it. Very good. Pretty cut and dry. You want to talk about some music for me? I do. You want to bang some music for me? Yes, I do. You know what? Let's go. This music was originally composed by Ron Hubbard. Not L. Ron Hubbard. Okay. Ron Hubbard. Who was a, a, a you know guy putting music together for this Commodore 64? Yeah. He worked in the SID chip a lot, all that stuff. He also did music for Commando, Jordan versus Bird one on one, John Madden football, NHL '94, Ooh. Road Rash one and two, and Skater Die two. Which, if you ever heard the Skater Die two theme, <laughs> it sounds like the Skater Die theme except for like, it's just a guy going skate or die. Like it's just like yeah. a you know, you know whatever voice yeah. sample. But yeah, here's a little. Here's a little taste, and we gave you some earlier, but this is the intro music. You're, look, you're, I am 13 years old. It is Christmas time. It's Q4 1988. Okay. You just totally destroyed a cardboard box for this game. The Dodgers have won the World Series. With Kurt Gibson. They sure did. Okay. And I've put this game into, I've put this game into my NES. Yes. And this is what I'm presented with. And I thought to myself, that guy is intense. That's not what I thought. Oh. And now I can't edit it because the music's playing. Thank you. It's impossible to edit now. I think they should stay. Yeah, well, I guess we'll never know what I thought to myself, folks. You can still tell us. That would be great. Nope. You're not going to tell us now? I'll tell everybody else. I'm not telling you. Okay. You want me to mute me? There you go. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. Nope. Anyway, here's another song. This is the music from the high jump, a.k.a. the turbo button game. It's a banger, man. You put something on, and it's got this kind of music. You're thinking you're in for a good time. I'm not going to lie. So there you go. Our friend Mark Reichert is in the chat. Marky Mark. So there you go. It's a little bit of the music. The, uh... Music was ported to the NES because when it was originally com- composed, it was done for the Commodore 64 and the SID chip and all that. Yeah. 
by uh, Kuji Murata. And he also worked on the Bases Loaded series, which I always felt like had fantastic music. We know we yeah. talked about that a little bit. Base, you know, not as, not as good as RBI Baseball, but had good music. And the Top Gun game, which is a, like, say what you want about the Top Gun game for the NES. That intro screen and music is almost as good as DuckTales. It's almost as good as DuckTales. So it's, it's really good. It represents the Top Gun brand very, very well. All right. So that's it. Now, don't look at your sheet. Turn your sheet over. Don't look at it. I just said don't look. Turn it over. You can turn it over without looking. All right. Yes, I can. It's time for the reception of this game. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, God. I'm going to be honest with you. There's not a lot to go on here. Okay. This, this game, I'm going to ask you, where did this game rank, skate or die, for the NES? In Polygon's top 500 games of all time. I'm going to say 265. No. 480. Lower. Oh. Um, 422. That's higher. Wouldn't that rank higher? Yes, that's what I thought you meant. <laughs> this did not rank. I thought you meant lower number. The answer is it rank. did not rank. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, Hardcore Gaming 101's top 47,000 games of all time. 47,000. Yes, which I enjoy their podcast. Very informative. Who? Hardcore Gaming oh, 101's. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm being a You know that episode of the Collector's Quest they just did, the Hardcore Gaming 101? <laughs> That's kind of what that was. Yeah, wasn't it sure it? was. I don't know. It's not fair to the Hardcore Gaming people. Where did it rank in the top 47,000 games of all time? 47,000. It did not rank... But I think that's because they have not discussed it. They rank uh, every game they talk about. Uh, so, you know, trick question. Now, finally, Moby Games. Moby Games has its own ranking system where you can go almost like Metacritic and you can go and say, I give these games this, this, this out of 10, whatever. Yeah. And the highest ranking games are like an 8.7. 8. The Super Mario Brothers 3, that, that, that's the rarefied air, 8.7. This game scored a 6.6 .6 average for the Moby Games users where do you think that landed them in the top? I think it was just over 1,200 games for the NES and Famicom that they have on there. Where do you think it put it? 6.6. I'm going to say 7.15. 310. Oh, damn. I wasn't even close. Now, can I flip this over now? You can. Okay. Because there's a question on there. I lied. There's one more question for you. Oh. What does that question say? If it was 310, what's the question? What was 309 and what was 311? That is correct. Now, we know what 311 is. It's a trash band. But in the, in, as it relates to Moby Games' pull, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry that you like them, and I'm sorry that you like you Blues can't turn. You can't turn. I'm doing it. <laughs> I just did. You can't. But I want you to... I'm just wild guess. I want you to think about a slightly above average game for the NES, and I want you to guess what 309 and 311 were. And I will tell you... Let me look it up. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I can't remember. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. I was going to tell you the publisher, but I don't think it would have mattered. Uh, Top Gun and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That's excellent, but no. Oh. Number 311, Freedom Force, the mm. light gun game. Yeah. Number 309, ironically, Joust. Yep. Oh, I thought you were going to say Duck Hunt. Joust. Joust? Joust is in Skate or Die. Yeah. So Joust was 309. Oh. Which <laughs> I like Joust. Joust is a good game. Interesting. All right. Now. That's pretty much it for the reception of this game. There's not much to talk about there. Okay. 
time to get to the LGN game ratings. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Do you want me to give you the list? Sure. I think we could just do this, or how do you want to do it? Nope. I want to mix it up You're tonight. mixing it up? Okay. Yep. We're going from top from bottom to top. You want to start with Sashimi Z? Yep. Okay. So he's one. Retro. Me. You. We'll do Robbie last. Got yep. it. Robbie's ready. <laughs> You're going to have to wait a few minutes. Put your pants back on. Well, oh assuming you God, what is... Shut up. Collector's Quest has ruined it for the entire community. So Sashimi Z writes the following. <laughs> Time for the Sashimi Z okay. review. As it relates to Skater Die for the NES. When I was 12 at summer camp, I made a gnarly Skater Die themed art project, and all the counselors passed it around and laughed at how lame I was. And I deserve that because Skater Die is really only something a dumb poser kid could love. Is the jousting in this game actually bodacious? Or is every other 8-bit half-pipe minigame so awful that one kind of okay one stands out? Are the downhill events actually fun? Or am I just happy I don't have to play the freestyle or high jump games? (laughs) Maybe when I was 12, my brain hadn't formed enough to understand the difference between the timeless arcade classic 720 and the bootlegwish.com version of it. 2.2. Out of five. Wow. There you go. That's the Sashimi Z. He didn't like this game. He didn't care for it. He's 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 got a darted tongue there. So, all right. So we were doing that first. Now it's time to call John. We ready? <laughs> Let's go. All right. I hope he's ready. I hope so. Let's see what we got here. Oh, hello there. In the mean streets of Kansas City. Holding it down, skating and or dying. The legend, the myth, the man. Retro game enthusiast, John Young, everybody. The Kansas City King. John, how are you, sir? Pretty good, gents. I'm not proposing anything, but... We'd be legends if we make the wrong choice on this podcast. We sure would. Yeah. <laughs> you hear about that podcast? Yeah, they all died. They all died. <laughs> Put them. You know what, though? We'd live in infamy. We would. Yeah. They said skater die, and they chose die. Yeah. And they meant it. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of skater die, John, did you get a chance to play it? I did. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I, so this is one of those games that, like TNC Surf Design, I have a lot of nostalgia for because it was it was a cart everybody had um it was definitely like a cultural thing kind of like what mike was saying about you know whatever pd poser whatever the guy's name was yeah that's right almost like karate kid like if you watch the first karate kid crazy how many of those phrases just made it into like my middle school you know i can't think of a good example but like re-watching that movie i'm like oh my god everybody was just quoting karate kid throughout my whole like seventh and eighth grade year but this is um, about skate or die yeah that's what i'm saying like it's uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding it, it was, it was such a, joke. a cultural touchstone that i think that like it all kind of you know led into you know a little bit with that ninja turtles thing you know i mean like i hadn't heard tubular radical or uh, often, even awesome for you know outside of a biblical sense before the turtles. Sorry, are we talking about skater die? Yes. Uh, 
So to Mike's point, man, tank controls, they tried to make it work for so many years, like a good decade, right? Like you remember like early PlayStation or even just like. Yes, I remember Resident Evil. (laughs) Okay. Fuck. So like it just, the controls are a little iffy, but once you know how to play the games, there is some fun in it. I played that Joust game for hours, like on end. I don't like, uh, not, not recently. But uh, <laughs> I, I have such vivid, like, memories of, you know, just trying to you know, knock people off. And you always wanted your friend to go home and practice because their first, like, 20 hours of trying to do that, you're not very good. Yeah. But eventually, you know, you kind of get into it. So for me, man, this is, this is a hard one. Um, there's a lot of nostalgia there. It has a lot more options than TNC Surf Design. For you know games to play, and it had some good ideas, but uh, man, I don't know. If somebody asked me if they should pick this game up uh, first time, play it. It's not in my like top you know two hundred NES games you should you know pick up and play. I mean, really? I mean, like eh, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. Know. For a new person, it's not in the top two hundred. I'm gonna go with a, a three and I think I'm being 3.0? fairly. Yeah, a pretty solid down center 3.0 on that one. It's a fair one. I actually gave you. I said you were going to pick 3.0, so I'm pretty. Okay. I'm pretty satisfied with that. Nice. As, as long as you are right about what John thinks, that's yes, all that matters. That's exactly all that matters. <laughs> as long as you, I get excited when I pick the right number when they when they give us their their results. Yeah. What are the chances? Like yeah. I don't know, like thirty percent. Yeah. yeah. So. It's like one in five. Yeah. No, it's actually one in ten, I guess. No, it's well, yeah, I mean one in eight. You gotta you got a sense that I'm not gonna give it a five or a one, and you kind of Oh sure, yeah. There. Yeah. This is not a so. uniform distribution, gentlemen. Fair. So John, you got anything yeah. new lately? Uh honestly, not much. Uh I've been playing with the new handy pocket. Uh <laughs> same as Mike. I did see somebody post the neon green and or sorry, the, the glow in the dark green. If it was like Slimer themed, you could kind of like push me into like, this is a cool thing, but uh, I don't know. The plastic does look a little iffy. It's always got that little bit of a translucent thing. I did try to play a little bit of skate or die on it. Just handheld mode. Um, How'd that go? Uh, not great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, be honest with you. No, it, poorly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've, you've been there. Like you got any toy, you want to do stuff with it, right? Yes. But, uh, to Mike's point. It's really like if you have Mother 3 and you've been like, I just can't get into it in a handhold mode, dock Mother 3, turn that music up and just like, you know, it's, it's, you know, Earthbound, the sequel, potentially better with uh, like a full like screen. Maybe it looks a little washed, but yeah. Cool. Great. But no, not, not picked up a lot. I've been playing uh, uh, Sea of Stars. Uh, I know Clearvis uh, did a pre-order on that also. It's the same team that did uh, The Messenger. Uh, Scandinavian group I kickstarted a long time ago, and it's uh, finally released. It's gotten some good reviews. It's essentially like a love letter to 16-bit RPGs like Chrono Trigger. A lot of very... It's rhyming a lot with Chrono Trigger, but... Writing's really good. Battle system is interesting. It's not as deep as like a Bravely Default or uh, you know Octopath Traveler, but no. So far, a great game. I recommend it to anybody. I think it's only like thirty bucks. I, I don't really know. I gave away all my free codes, but I recommend picking it up if you feel like a good RPG. And it didn't, it's didn't even offer me a free code. 
Well, hurt Jeff. Yeah, sorry, uh, it's niece okay. and nephew, and then brother kind of you know took them all. So, uh, I understand. Bunch of savages in this town. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a way to bond. Yeah. But yeah, no, I recommend checking it out. Um, other than that, everything's pretty good. I'm just glad people can barely hear me, so that this is uh, <laughs> another quality segment. On the flip side with Sea of Stars, if you really want to jam out, you play that while you're listening to Robbie Coleman's Sea of Shit. I knew that was coming. I had to. Uh, I could feel it. There, yeah, it's if you sync it up just right, you can uh, really have the full experience. Like uh, I think the grindcore really kicks in when everything turns to color. Correct. There you go. There it's you like go. the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, John, if you don't have anything else... We'll let you enjoy the rest yeah. of your evening, sir. And by doing uh, anything other than watching this web streamcast. Touche. <laughs> whatever the hell we do around here, I don't even know what it is anymore. Yeah. I can't talk. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll take a look at this uh, man on the screen that I'm supposed to be seeing. All right. Yeah, just keep an eye on the on the TV here behind me. All right. And we'll you'll do. see you'll see him. All right, John. Pleasure, gents. Stay radical. On a skateboard, keeping the streets safe, retro game enthusiast, John Young, the man of the hour, Mr. Famicom Box himself, because that's what Tyler tells me I have to call him. I didn't say that on the intro, but I'll say it on the outro. John Young, retro game enthusiast. Ahoy, I'm out. And he's out, folks. Boom. Let's go. Let me end this call. I like his new intro. It's good. I really like it. It's good. I'm also glad that people could eventually hear him. Uh, yes, that's good. That too. was, uh, so you do this thing where you go and <laughs> you do all this stuff. To, all the fidelity sounds great. I'm going to do multi-track. I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to give myself all these things. And then I fucking point the damn output to the wrong output. It was still going to the speakers down there. Oh, because when you were testing it, you were using the speakers to test. Yeah, I had to test it. So then I'm like, it needed to go through the roadcaster like a clown. I left it on the speakers. There was our problem. As soon as I pushed it over, I was like, oh, oh there we go. Yeah. You idiot. All right. So that's all on me. Bird Dog Gaming, thank you for joining us. Kaylin, also Milwaukee Retro Gamer, glad to see you. Tiger Wolf, everybody. We're just It's a big yeah. country bear jamboree in here. I want to jump in. Clearvis uh, said he had a code if I want it. I would love it, Clearvis, if you're willing to give it out. Thank you. You're the man. And I'm going to play some Sea of Stars and listen to some Sea of Shit. <laughs> so, Mike. Yes. Did you get a chance to play Skate or Die? I did. What'd you think? First of all, you know I played it. I do, because we played it together. We played it together. Yes. You know what? I don't know. Well. I, I, okay. I won't put a score. Just, I don't know. Got this, it. this one's tough because there's like, I have to try and remove the nostalgia from it all. And that's, that's almost impossible for me to do. I do remember enjoying playing this game as a kid and you reminded me like the shortcut through the downhill race yeah. and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I started to like, like it, like playing the high jump. And remembering like, oh, let me just flip on the old turbo from the NES Max here, or whatever it is. And then the next thing you know, you're getting the old 9.9. That's nice. Yeah. You know, instead of the instead of the zero. Yeah. Which is what I used to get. So I it's it's uh this game lands right in the middle. I think this game is a three. I think it's probably a two point five or a three, but I'm going to give it a three because the manual is insane. You have 
uh, Radical Robbie or whatever the hell his name is. I forget what his name is. What's the Rodney. guy? Rodney. Yeah, you got Rodney. There's a lot of memories wrapped up in this game. I enjoyed it. I really like the music to the game. I think it's very, very well done. Like I said, it kind of just comes right at you immediately. Like you plug in the game, you turn it on, and bam. Yeah. You're like, but it's just like, whoa, I'm in for something here. It's kind of what you felt. And, it, you know, in retrospect, it was a little archaic and mundane, but I'm going to give it a three. I think, it, I think it lands right in the middle. It does a lot. It uses the word poser. That's probably what's pushing it up from a 2.3, 2.5 to a 3.0. So 3.0 from me. Now, Jay. Mike. What if I were to ask you the same question? Am I next on the list? Did you yeah, play? So. Did you play Skate or Die? I'm going to give you the same answer and say, you know I did because we played it together. <laughs> Go on. Uh, that was really it. What did you think? Uh, That's what I said. Yeah. You're stealing my whole bit. I know. <laughs> no, I at first when I first started when I first started playing it, I was struggling to like it again. I, I was like, maybe I didn't like this when I was a kid. Maybe I was tricking myself. But then once we played it for a few and I know you ran upstairs for a couple minutes and I was I was still messing around with the the downhill and I was like, "Oh, I remember how to get in the pipe and i remember how to jump up on the little stage and i remember you can jump across the little grassy knoll there to circumvent driving you skating around on the little pier to get to the finish line you can jump over and i started to remember those things and i was like you know what i do miss this and i do like it because that was one of the things that made me think about was i remember going over to my buddy davins he had skater die and him and i would play skater die we'd always listen to the intro and then we would put danzig on and listen to Danzig. That's cool. Yeah, because that was, and we normally would have, or we'd have two TVs, and we'd be playing Skate or Die, and we'd be watching Danzig VHS tapes. Yes, which, if you want to do all that here, it's all right here, baby. It'd probably be a lot better if we did it that way. Well. But I did enjoy it. I mean, it still reminded me of, I never liked the joust part of the game. I never enjoyed that. I like it. I didn't mind the downhill battle where you have to fight each other. But I didn't love it. Like my favorite parts were the half pipe, doing freestyle. Hey, the Danzig video. There we go. You got all of them or just that one? I just have the one. Oh, get good. It's the only one I could get from Cloyce. Oh, well. Sorry. So. You get good. How many you got? All of them. You do? No. <laughs> go on. I mean, I've got the Danzig one. You son of a bitch. Yeah. That's what you get. So. But no, I did. I missed it. I liked it. Um, it's still definitely not a top five. Well, you got Danzig two. <laughs> there you go. You got both of them. Now you just need Danzig three and you're good. Nobody needs that. That's a good one. I know it is. I'm just uh, kidding. But, um, I'm the same way. I'm giving the same score. No. 3.5. 3.5. Wow. I'm giving it a Valdor. I think that's, I think that's, uh, a little too kind. I just, I, I still like it. It's fun. It's not a... It's definitely not a game where I'm played it. When I played it, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to put this one front and center and start kicking it again. This will be fun, you'd think. No one thinks that. No, this was definitely a game. <laughs> play for a little bit and you're, you get your fill for a few years. It's, I will agree with you that the when you first go back to it, you're like, ooh. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? There's a reason I like some of these games because I would actually learn how to play them. That's a big part of it. And I think that was the biggest piece or, when we went back and yeah. played it. Because at first, we're, we both of us were going, we were playing it. We're like, well, this game sucks. God damn, this game sucks. And then yes. after we started getting the hang of it, we're like, no, wait, this game's kind of fun. Hey, 
Our friend so. John is in the chat, by the way. John Miniar. Oh, hey. Owner of Rock'em Sock'em Retro in, in Bowling Green, Ohio. Hey, I know that guy. Yeah. And John, I, I believe, is going to come visit us on Saturday with his yeah. lovely wife, Kayla, and our friend Juan. I don't know. Carlos Juan. Ortega. I have not met Juan. Juan's a good guy. You'll like Juan. Okay. You better be there. All right. Or it's your ass. So. Oh, or it's my ass. <laughs> yeah, I, haven't see, I haven't seen John since he took us to that great Mexican place by his uh, work, and I housed chorizo tacos yeah you should have been with us when uh, kyle was there and i drove back from new york oh, well. could have got some good lebanese food, middle eastern i don't remember what it was it was good though okay with some tahini going on there anyway i digress 3.5 3.5 very good 3.5 right. so that leaves just one person do you know who it is uh valdor no clear us yeah i'm calling him I'm going to call Valdor. I'm not. I don't have his number. Retro Gem Miner? I wish. Oh. That'd be good. Johnny Iochi. Please get to it, because this is the part where you get irritated when you have to edit, remember? <laughs> but it's me doing it, so it's okay. Who are you going to call, John? Or Mike. I almost called you John. Who are you going to call, Mike? Man, this is some compelling. It is. This is compelling. I gave my 3.5. I was excited. I'm going to call Robbie. Let's go. What the fuck? And now, a guy from Chicago. Eight bits from see Robbie Coleman, everybody. doing buddy I'm all right sorry for the technical difficulties there trying some right, new man. uh new processes and their slow adoption rate <laughs> all good anyway okay anyway mm-hmm. this can all be our excuse for taking so long to do episodes as we could say we've just been rebuilding our recording devices rig. and studio our rig yeah our rig. yeah our rig we did hire steve so <laughs> our setup did steve leave already i think he did sounds like he's still here what the fuck is he doing i don't even see him he's under like he's under the table i don't believe that it's a real person oh my god okay okay robbie how you doing but i know i asked you that i'm all right good so. <laughs> did, you, did you play anything recently have you played yeah. any games any Nintendo yeah. games? Played a few. Played, Played two. Played two of them. Yeah? One I've been spending a lot of time on, many weeks. Yeah? It's called uh, Boulder Dash. Finally beat it. Really hard. Yeah, yeah, hard, I saw. Fuck hard, and hard, hard and long, just like the uh, epic <laughs> handy. This is like the epic's handy, long and hard. <laughs> just like the Atari Lynx, really, too, if you think about it. Long and hard. Yeah. Uh, the Atari uh, OTPHJ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a that's its other code name. <laughs> yeah, that's its working title. Uh, I played that, and then last night I popped in the old Skater Die. Radical just to refresh. Yeah, very radical. Just to refresh my memory on uh, how I feel about the game, and uh, I 
pretty much feel the same as I did back then, although I had more fun playing as a kid because usually it was with other people. It's kind of boring when you're playing by yourself, but I already knew that. I was like, well, you're just playing against the computer or else just going doing the race by yourself, and it's like, okay, you're fumbling through the awkward controls, and then you, you get too frustrated, and then eventually you figure it out, and you're like, it's not so bad. I just wish the controls were a little more intuitive, but I always felt that way about that game, even back then. Yes, I would agree. And it's not consistent. Like, the downhill jam, like, with the punkers and, like, the fucking you know, ollie on the, on the cop car at the end. Yeah. Uh, that's fluid. You can wiggle all around. You can ollie. And, like, it's pretty quick and then tight controls. But the fucking race, you look, like, clunky like molasses. It's it is, really weird. The race is almost like the title screen where you're just like, okay, I have to decide where I'm going to go. And you're just like... That, even that moves better. Uh, that moves better than the fucking race. Yeah, the, you're, the, you're the right. Screen you're right. Yeah, where you're choosing your event. The race is like weird, like nudging left and right. It's slow. Also, you can't turn quickly at all. You There's, gotta just you like know, so we were talking. Methodical, yes. Like we were talking, you pretty much have to go straight down. So you have to hit the pipe. You have to hit the couple jumps. <laughs> you're you're turning. You have to like. You play this game. You're you turning. You have to hit the pipe, like, sure. like really, really, really press like one direction and then wait for your dude to like. Yes. You got wait. Three different, three different sectional movements oh. before you finally turn. It's brutal. And, uh, yeah, that part sucks. And it's kind of fun to, like, duck and go through the pipe and then the alley off the fucking the ramp or the, the ledge with the big skull on it. Just yep. Because it I love does. the arbitrary skull. I love the arbitrary skull that's just thrown there. It's like, oh, 80s skate culture. Put a skull on something. It's I, the best. I love the graffiti that says go skate as you guys just yeah. jump out of like broken windows. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like everything out of thrash or cleaning the cube. It's, yep. it's another period piece. It it's is. Another period piece. It is. It is. It, it, it harkens back to a different time. That's for sure. It, it very actually, that's more of a period piece than whatever else we were talking about before was illusion of God. Was it? No, it was TMC, right? Oh, I thought, yes. I thought you were talking about like, <laughs> I thought yes, you were talking about TMC. the concept of the, the Super <laughs> Nintendo game illusion of Gaia. Like the actual oh, no, like, no. bringing you back that that thing, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Wait, yes, I, I think we are. Yeah, we were saying TNC is kind of representative of the time. But yeah, it's not a skateboarding s game, but this one does a better job of yeah. representing it pop culture wise with the fucking radical the attitude and all the trope. Yep. Yeah, the poser, poser Pete, and the fucking skull, skulls like that. and face piercings and. The yeah, the half life competition with the big audience and back. Yep. That shit doesn't, you know, it's like a big 80s trope thing. But Absolutely. You were trying to play the rec the center by jumping high. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Joust is fun too against a friend. And even with the computer, it's kind of fun because you can just like do board twice and the coping in between. Like, yeah, you just slide around away from the guy. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like that. It's kind of fun because, like, yeah. at, the t- at the time, like, you know, it's no secret. I've talked about different episodes, and Jay's embarrassingly enough bringing up old skate footage of me and the TV in the background. But <laughs> I skate or die, buddy. I've, been, I've been a skateboarder my, basically since I was like, man, nine or ten years old, I'd be, I'd be kicked turning around and doing ollies and, and riding on the quarter pipes. But, like, I got serious about it when I was, like, becoming a teenager, like 12 or 13. But when I was, like, in the 80s, and then we all had those big, fat, like, huge fish shape boards and stuff like it was just something you did pop culturally speaking uh it's just no different than being a kid riding bmx bikes and riding off of jumps and stuff it's just kind of what we did back then yep there wasn't much offered in the way of video games 
who represented skateboarding. So this was probably the best representation of it at the time. 720 was cool and all, but this one had like a little more variety because of the mini games thing. And it kind of touched on the different aspects of it. I do like that they have like punk downhill jam. Cause it's like a, unlike the movies, like there's always like some final jam or gang war. Gangs are always, like skate gangs for some reason. Feuding. I don't know. But I like that. Turf Wars, Turf Wars. I don't know. I just like, I mean, my next door neighbor had it, Nick. Uh, we played it there. And my other next door neighbor on the other side of me also has Skater Die 1 and Skater Die 2, which I actually like way more for, different, for a multitude of reasons. But Skater Die 1, for what it is, it's fun. But half the events suck, and you just kind of skip them. So I give it a three. Like I'm, I'm like right on par with y- y'all. Like I wanted to give it a little more because of the, the nostalgia bump, and because I've been skateboarding my whole life, and yeah. like I haven't. But like gameplay wise, it's kind of a three because it just could have been, it could have been a little better. Yep. And one thing that really bothered me, this is like a continuity thing or something. I guess. Um, when you change your stance between regular and goofy, you don't change. They don't change your fucking stance. <laughs> Let me ask you: Do you skate regular or do you skate goofy? I skate regular footed. I always have. I skate goofy. Sure. I was never much of a skateboarder, but I would skate yeah. goofy. I would have my right foot out in front always. That's fine. Hey, whatever you're into. Yep. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But I'm just saying, the game it's like gives you the option. They ask and you, and it, it, it doesn't it, it, matter. Yeah, it puts your <laughs> control scheme. That's what they ask you that. Yeah. You have to put the control scheme and it makes it like backwards. That's but like, funny. then your character is still just skating regular for it no matter what you choose. You know who like, no, That, that you bothered know, me even as a kid. I was like, what the fuck? They hired some like old adult who didn't know what the hell they're doing. But you know what that so, made you immediately? It made you poser Pete. That's right. <laughs> oh, you skate goofy, but you don't poser. Anyway, right. uh, Jay had to step away for a minute. He had a phone call he had to take. So I apologize for that. Um, what else is going on, man? Uh, not much, man. It's, uh, arcade has been slammed. We've been setting up the Riot Fest. A lot of switching oh, yeah. games, rece- receiving new games there. Just a lot of work, man. I mean, I'm fucking burned. I got out late today, but that's all happening. And, uh, I'm barely collecting on the side. I got gargoyles in the Sega Genesis from nice. a friend that lives south of Chicago. And it's, unless I discover some hidden title that I completely overlooked, or someone recommends something to me that I've never acknowledged in the Genesis library, I'm pretty much done collecting it for the Sega Genesis. That was like the last game I decided I want to pick up. And I have like... Don't you... What, don't you not like 300-something games, I think, but like... I don't know. Just kind of... You got to run into my rope there. I kind of had to check off a few titles like El Viento well, and that. El Viento, but you don't have that Sparkster manual. Uh, my buddy Bryce has one set aside for me because he got an insane. Oh, that's right. Call the, the nasty from a video hall. from a yeah yeah nasty hall from a video store, a uh, video a video rental store from the nineties or whatever that had like three locations and he got a gigantic box of manuals with that lot. Yeah, and I want I want to talk no to Bryce game. about stuff and then I don't yeah, because I, I'm like uh, right. I'm get a very good deal here. I just so. keep I just keep getting I just keep asking <laughs> him to reach out to me whenever he's all settled and done and he said he found a spark spark for manual nice. so that'll complete complete that and there's no game or box in sight but you got it's got a manual perfect uh, other than that man i don't know moral combat two and three on the regular on fight Kate and just fucking around my own collection and games here and there yeah i don't I think, know man i think we're all in the same spot right now 
Like everybody just, just kind of like, it's a mega baby, man. I just like yeah. trying to just trying to just get through the work weeks and just get my ass kicked and yep. um, playing games at the arcade. I played through Lucky and Wild because we just got that in and that just got that in at the arcade. And it's a phenomenal like Namco nineteen ninety two yeah arcade driver slash rail shooter. So if anyone ever lives in Chicago or is in Chicago or lives anywhere near it, come through and play that. And I'm not just trying to promote it because I work there. Although I am proud of our curation these days, but like that game fucking rules. It's arcade only, and you can't really find it anywhere these days. So well, it's I'm, definitely... I'm trying to figure out if I'm coming there in a, in a couple of weeks or not. I was going to, yeah. and I'm not sure if I'm going to have to. So I'm trying to find that mm. out. But I'll let you know for sure. Yeah, cool, man. I kind of was given the um, option not to, and I'm kind of thinking I might take it. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I don't have to drive fun. there for the meeting, the two-hour meeting. Maybe I'll stay. So anyway, yeah. we'll see. All right, well. That's fine, too. I'll let you know for sure. If I do, I'll bring that monitor too. By the way, I have that. Uh, I have oh, K seven thousand. I know. I thought about that. Yeah, so. I forgot about that. You look, should definitely do that. Do uh, dude, dude, man will buy it off you. Look at us be remembering. So, all right, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm also back to more combat. I've been following a lot of the a lot of the trailers and footage of the new game that's coming out. And I'm like Mortal Kombat one. Hmm. You mean? Yeah, the name sucks, but I'm just kind of yeah, like, it does. hmm, gameplay doesn't look bad. And there's some of it looks cool and some of it looks corny. I'm just like so on the fence about it. But I'm that's like, Mortal Kombat. That's I don't know. It's always been but that like way. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat in modern times, I've never been remotely interested no. in. But this one's been piquing my interest. I'm like, okay. Well, you let me know. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you see what was announced today during the Nintendo? Um, whatever they call that. The, the Nintendo. No. Uh, yeah, there's a F zero ninety nine. Which is going to be? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's awesome. Yeah, it looks cool. I'm not much for those like battle royale, get online and fight 98 people. Yeah, but it does. It's at least at least it's something to do with F Zero, which they've done nothing with in 20 years now. So you just have to hope that maybe it's like the harbinger of things to come. So anyway, huh, that's weird. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, GX or whatever it was was the last one they did on the GameCube. I don't think there's been a. Mortal Kombat, or not Mortal Kombat, you got me talking about Mortal Kombat, <laughs> F-Zero game since. So anyway, I thought it was interesting, and we'll see what that, we'll see what comes out of that, but all right, man, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to walk you off then, and I'm going to go see how Jay's doing, because he's got a phone call he's dealing with, I think it's a work-related thing, so I'm going to figure out what's going on there, and uh, cool, sounds good. All righty. All right, catch well. You catch you later, man. Smell you later. I can't believe it. Smell you later. Replaced. Goodbye. But it's not smell you later forever. No, it's just a guy from Chicago. Eight bit supremacy, Robbie Coleman. It's really weird. I went and programmed these buttons on the roadcaster. So now these songs have the drops in them and they have the all kinds of stuff, right? Like I just, all I have to do is press a button. Now it plays it, it fades it out. It also has the little, I'm bad, all that stuff. You know, I drop it in there, but I feel like I'm not doing anything anymore. I feel like I'm, I, that's part of the fun is pressing that button to go, not bad. which I can still do it. I guess. I don't know. It just feels different. Not bad. I like that. Anyway, you're more, you're more like a DJ. There is the voice of Robbie Coleman, the guy I just walked <laughs> off. Have a good night. Talk to you soon.
<laughs> got distracted because you walked through the door. Jay, welcome back. You Thank missed you. nothing. What Robbie okay. give? Uh, 3.0, which means you reign supreme. I gave the highest. This is a first. I know. This I think is a whole episode of firsts. I'm actually kind of shocked that you did. What's up, Sean? Hey, Sean. I'm kind of shocked that you did. So I'm going to give you 10 seconds to consider it and see if you want to change your mind. So the timer starts now. I can't let my boy Valdor down. Still 3.5. I'm not changing it. It's a nostalgia piece. You pulled those videos out. Can't let me change it. We're going to watch one of those. 3.5 it is. The clock has expired. 3.5. And I apologize. I did step away. I had a a work phone call. Don't you dare do it, he says. And he didn't. I didn't. Because we love you, buddy. I'm holding true. All right. Hold well, through the Valdor. That's the LJN game rating. That's the. F- I think that's literally the first time I've given the best score out of on a game. I'm normally the one that shits on everything. Yeah. Robbie's normally the one that gives everything best score. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. Uh-huh. You ready to get into some collecting? Yeah, I thought you'd never ask. Well, I wasn't going to at first. All right. But. Time to talk about collecting this game. Yes. Now. I'm going to predicate all this by saying there are two variants of this game. If you look over a stage left, Jay's right shoulder, you can see the skater die box being held up by our lovely assistant, Rob, and then the skater die cartridge. What do you notice different about those things, Jay? Those two items? One's a cartridge and one's a box. Thank you for being here. Did you want me to give an educated answer? The seal of qualities on those. Oh, yeah, yeah. The box is? Yeah, the box is round and the game's oval. Correct. Now, that is not the game that goes in that box. The game that goes in that box is in that box. But officially, there are two different variants of this game. The circle seal of quality and the the oval seal of quality. It's Rev-A, right? (laughs) They're all (laughs) Rev-A's. They're all Rev-A's. It gets confusing, man. You don't want to go down. I'm trying to help. You don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Okay. Not all three screws are Rev A's. Oh, yeah, we really don't want to. Okay. You don't want to go down this so road. We got the round seal on the, the box, got an oval on the car. Filio's going to show up, and then we're going to be here all night talking okay. about it. Okay, we're going to start talking about Section Z and Karate Kid because those games are non Rev A three screw carts, but they're also five screw and can be Rev A. My point in bringing all this up is as it relates to collecting, there's no difference. If you're buying one of these for investment purposes, like say our friend Chase, he would say, you are a complete pleb if you're buying the oval seal. Why are you an unsophisticated poor? Get the, the round early first print of the game. That is the one that people will desire. And you he's me, right. You want me to throw that oval seal one away for you? No. Leave no. it alone. Okay. Don't touch my stuff. But as it relates to collecting, it doesn't matter. There's no difference in value as it relates to looser CIB. Also, WADA doesn't really discern. When I look, there, usually you know WADA, you go look at a population report and it'll say, there'll be a little plus next to a game like this. It's like, okay, these are the round seal and these are the yeah. oval seals and this is the number of each. Nope, not in this case. They're all the same as far as they're concerned. Now that might change eventually and it should, but right now that's the way it is. So how much do you think this game costs loose? Don't look at the sheet. You're cheating. I'm not looking at the sheet. I'm you're not- looking right, I'm looking right at you and you're looking right at the sheet. No, I'm not. How much do you think it costs? I don't know, five to ten bucks. Wrong. Six. I know, I know you know. And then a CIB, it's, you know, everything is condition sensitive, so it's hard to say. But I'd say you should be able to find, like, a decent looking one for about 35 bucks. Something like that. Okay? That's right. 
<laughs> you poindexters. Uh, us poindexters aren't sophisticated investors. Sometimes they are. Okay. Yeah. There are 38 copies of this game on the WADA population report sealed. 9.6A plus is the best grade that it has ever gotten. There are three CIB copies of this game that have also been graded. 9.4 is the best grade that they have ever gotten. Now, graded sales, I'm going to do highest, lowest, and most recent. And I'm going to say, when I do the lowest, it's always like some auction from like early 2019 when nobody was buying this stuff yet. Yeah. And they had the hype train hadn't left the station. You know, that, that type of stuff. Yeah. So the lowest this ever sold for was a 9.2A. It was a water graded version, $174, February 17th, 2019. Now, you can still find like 9.2As for $174, but it won't be skate or die. It will probably be silent service. <laughs> so, but those days are gone in, in, you know, whatever. Now, the most that this game has ever f- sold for was $3,840. That was the 9.6A+, which is the highest grade available. Well, not the highest available, but the highest that it has been graded, this particular title. Yes. That was April 23rd of 2022. And then the most recent sale of this game was September 29th, 2022. So just over a year ago, just yeah. under a year ago. Yep. Depending on when you're listening to this and when we get it out. <laughs> Might be just over a year ago by the time yeah. we get it out. <laughs> a couple of years by then. 9.4A, water graded, $1,020. Now, again, you can lop. 20% right off of those prices because they're bullshit, but you know, buyers premium. Yeah. So you're looking at probably truthfully something like $850 as opposed to a thousand. I don't know what the number would be. $800, 750. I don't know. Probably 750. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. All that information comes from eBay and heritage auctions. Jay, tell me about the speed running of this game. So we had 30 players faster. Oh, sorry. So we had 30 players, 39 runs. Uh, the run type was complete all. It was old school McFly, 2 Stop. minutes, 16 seconds, and 900 milliseconds. I was trying to be a smart ass, and you called me on it, and you I deserve did. that. You do. No, Jay, hold was, on, hold on. Uh, Jay, tell me about the speed running of this game. So there are 30 players, and there's 39 total runs on the game. Um, the run type, the only run type that we had for the speed run is to complete complete all. Compete all. Or compete all. Complete wow. all would have made a lot more sense, but it yes. is compete all. It is all. compete all because... That's the option. You, you go up to the, the yes. northwest corner. So compete all, and the speedrunner was Old School McFly. Mm-hmm. It's a cool speedrun name. It's a good name. Yep. Especially for a game that involves skateboarding. Yes. And that person did it in two minutes, 16 seconds, 900 milliseconds. And that was done February 18th, 2022. And that's the only thing we have on it. That's pretty much it. There wasn't a lot of uh, info around the speedrunning of this game. Yeah. And everything comes from speedrun.com. That's correct. As always, other than Metro, Mega Man 2. Well, I think that's a show. That's a wrap. So, Jay, when are we going to get together again? And what are we going to talk about when we do? Actually, and guess oh. what? This will be a surprise for Robbie and John, I believe. Oh, good. <laughs> so, we're going to get back together. We're going to get back to our normal cadence, which is Wednesdays. Yes. So, next week. Six days from today. That would be September 20th. Correct. We will be doing going live at 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Like normal, just back to Wednesdays. And we are going to be doing Sewer Shark for the Sega CD. You don't say. Let's try that again. 
So for the next episode, we're going to be su- doing Sewer Shark for the Sega CD. It is very exciting. It is. It's pretty exciting. It is pretty exciting. Sewer Shark. Chase was excited. I, of course he is. Why wouldn't you be? It's Sewer Shark. You know why he was excited? I love trash. I'm just going to put them all in right at the end of the show here. Yeah, that's fine. I need okay. to find me a boxed copy of this in the next six days, I guess, because I don't have a boxed copy. Oh, sure we can find This was mostly, m- most of the copies out there are pack-ins. Uh-huh. So... Okay. I bet we can find Sewer Shark for the Sega CD, September yes. 20th, a Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Yes. Where can the people listening to us now find us? Well, we have a link tree. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It is a web link you can go to that will give you all the subsidiary links to any pages that a say podcast would have would you say that they are the lost joystick subsidiaries like maybe the ultra podcast almost yes cool because you can't have more than five we should steal that too now now we're gonna oh coming soon the ultra podcast yeah hmm it's a good idea moving on the ugp where else uh well the link tree is linkter.ee yeah forward slash lost joystick nice or if you want to go to the direct direct sites, you can go to Instagram and Twitter or X. Oh, yeah, it's still Twitter. Okay, Instagram or Twitter. And that is Lost Joystick. Or you can go to Facebook and Twitch, which most people listening in are probably on Twitch, at Lost Joystick Network. Or you can shoot us an email. Tell us how handsome we are at info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. If you send us an email at that email address that Jay just mentioned, and you mention how handsome we are, I will send you something. I will. I don't think Clear Chef is sure. Who else do you need to send a package to? I got a whole list of people who are going to get packages from me, including your mom. (laughs) I got them. So the last question, I do have to ask one question because nobody ever gave the answer to this when they were giving the ratings. I'll give Robbie and John a couple seconds. I'll ask you first, but they know it's coming. Go. Skate or die. What's your what's your decision? I've thought about this long and hard, and I've contemplated all avenues. I've considered my options, and I feel like I'm going to vote for a third party. I'm voting Danzig. Danzig Ooh. 2024. Well played. Well played. You know what I'm going to do while I vote for Danzig? Hmm. Skate, motherfucker! There you go. You know who dies? Posers right <laughs> Milwaukee Richard. I just want to die <laughs> skate now die later <laughs> Robbie just skated Sunday almost died <laughs> <laughs> I believe it based on the videos I saw like this one right here <laughs> I don't know if that's one anyway all right oh, there he is so I'm gonna walk us out ready we still didn't ask Steve Steve's got to have left. I'm going to skate. I ain't dying. Okay, he wants to skate. So there we go. I'm going to go skate too. That's really loud. I think I have to loot it back in. I did it backwards. Hold on. I forgot you got to walk this one up. Oh. I didn't do that yet. So this Mm. one's not ready. It's just longer. I'll fix that. Okay, so.
That is a show. And I would say, I would vote Skate 2024. Based on our options, Skate seems like they're going to get something done. It might break a few bones, but we're going to get we're going to get there. Ah, uh, the old bones brigade. <laughs> That's why they call it a boneless rat bones. So with that, I will say, go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other. <laughs>